Chapter 70 of Chicot the Jester by Alexander Dumas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia. Chapter 70 The Inconvenience of Large Litters and Narrow Doors. Bussy did not quit Diana. The smiles of Monsoreau gave him a liberty which he was only too glad to make use of. Madame, said he to Diana, yeah, I am in truth the most miserable of men. On the news of his death I advised the prince to return to Paris, and to come to terms with his mother. He did so, and now you remain in Anjou. Oh, Louis, replied she, we dare not say that we are unhappy so many happy days, so many joys. Do you forget them all? I forget nothing, madame. On the contrary, I remember but too much, and that is why I suffer as I do at losing this happiness. What shall I do if I return to Paris a hundred leagues from you? My heart sinks at the thought, Diana. Diana looked at him and saw so much grief in his eyes that she said, Well, if you go to Paris, I will go also. How? Will you quit Monsieur de Montsoreau? No, he would not allow me to do so. He must come with us. Wounded? Ill as he is? Impossible! He will come, I tell you. And leaving Bussy, she went to the prince. The count frowned dreadfully. Monseigneur, said she, they say your highness is fond of flowers. If you will come with me, I will show you the most beautiful in Anjou. The duke offered her his hand. Where are you about to take Monseigneur? asked Monsoreau uneasily. Into the greenhouse. Ah, well carry me there ma foi thought remy i was right not to kill him for he will soon kill himself diana smiled on bussy and said to him in a low voice do not let monsieur de montsoreau suspect that you are about to leave anjou and i will manage all good said bussy and approaching the prince he whispered do not let montsoreau know that we intend to make peace why not because he might tell the queen mother to make a friend of her you suspect him then yes i do well so do i i believe he only counterfeited death to deceive us no he really received a sword thrust through his body and but for that fool of remy he would have died i believe his soul must be glued to his body they arrived at the conservatory, and Diana continued to smile charmingly on the prince. He passed first, then Diana and Monsoreau wished to follow, but it was impossible. His litter was too large to go through the door. At this sight he uttered a groan. Diana went on quietly without looking at him, but Bussy, who understood her, said to him, "'It is useless to try, Monsieur le Comte. Your litter will not pass.' "'Monseigneur!' cried Monsoreau. Do not go into that conservatory. Some of the flowers exhale dangerous perfumes. Then he fainted and was carried to his room. Bussy went to tell Diana what had happened, and she left the duke to go to the castle. Have we succeeded? said Bussy to her as she passed. I hope so. Do not go away without having seen Gertrude. When Monsoreau opened his eyes again, he saw Diana standing at his bedside. Ah, 
"'It is you, madame,' said he. "'Tonight we leave for Paris.' Remy cried out in horror, but Monsoreau paid no attention. "'Can you think of such a thing with your wound?' said Diana quietly. "'Madame, I would rather die than suffer, and were I to die on the road, we start tonight.' "'As you please, monsieur.' "'Then make your preparations.' "'My preparations are soon made, but may I ask the reason of this sudden determination?' "'I will tell you, madame.' when you have no more flowers to show to the prince and when my doors are large enough to admit litters diana bowed but madame said remy monsieur le comte wishes it replied she and my duty is to obey and she left the room as the duke was making his adieu to the baron de meridor gertrude appeared and said aloud to the duke that her mistress regretted that she could not have the honor of saying farewell to his highness and softly to bussy that diana would set off for paris that evening as they went home again the duke felt unwilling to leave anjou now that diana smiled on him therefore he said i have been reflecting bussy said he on what monseigneur that it is not wise to give in at once to my mother you are right she thinks herself clever enough without that but by dragging it on for a week and giving fetes and calling the liability around us she will see how strong we are well reasoned but still i will stay here a week depend upon it i shall draw new concessions from the queen bussy appeared to reflect well monseigneur said he perhaps you are right but the king not knowing your intentions may become annoyed he is very irascible you are right but i shall send someone to the king to announce my return in a week yes but that someone will run great risks if i change my mind you mean yes and in spite of your promise you would do so if you thought it your interest perhaps then they will send your messenger to the Bastille. I will give him a letter and not let him know what he is carrying. On the contrary, give him no letter and let him know. Then no one will go. Oh, I know someone. Who? I, myself. You? Yes, I like difficult negotiations. Bussy, my dear Bussy, if you will do that, I shall be eternally grateful. Bussy smiled. The duke thought he hesitated. And I will give you ten thousand crowns for your journey, added he. Thanks, Monseigneur, but these things cannot be paid for. Then you will go? Yes. When? Whenever you like. The sooner the better. Uh, this evening if you wish it dear bussy you know i would do anything for your highness i will go to-night you stay here and enjoy yourself and get me something good from the queen mother i will not forget it bussy then prepared to depart as soon as the signal arrived from meridor it did not come till the next morning for the count had felt himself so feeble that he had been forced to take a night's rest 
but early in the morning a messenger came to announce to Bussy that the Count had set off for Paris in a litter, followed on horseback by Remy, Diana, and Gertrude. Bussy jumped on his horse and took the same road. End of chapter 70 Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia